All right, welcome. Uh, we are back with It's All in the Family podcast. Uh, and I should say, we, as in me and Tony, uh, Bree has turned into a babysitter today. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Someone has to do it. Somebody's got Somebody's got to take care of my kids, and it's not going to be me. Um, <laughs> well, welcome back. Uh, this is, you know, heading into, what is this, week six in the NFL? Week six, yeah. Week six, and we haven't done an episode since before the season started. Yeah, it's been a little busy with work and buying houses and, and kids and just a bunch of stuff you don't really want to do. But right. I mean, I've been wanting to be down here with you all season, Tony, and we just haven't had that opportunity yet. That's all I want to do is just sit around and drink beer, <laughs> but, watch sports. But but here we are, and we're we're here with you guys today. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the Packers. Obviously, uh, we'll be throwing in a little bit uh, Super Bowl contenders and taking taking a a rehash at our division winner picks, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about fantasy football. Are you ready, Tony? Let's do this. All right, so let's start out in Green Bay, as always. Uh, the 4-0 Green Bay Packers. This is uh, un- un- unprecedented how much fun this team is having. Uh, and-, and I really can't I can't describe this team in any other way other than fun. What do, what do you make of the Packers' great start to the season? Well, they're definitely exciting to watch. They're a high-powered offense high scoring um their defense could do a little better but i think with the people coming back um i think they're gonna do pretty well against the buccaneers this week so yeah it'll be nice to get kamal martin back uh if he's activated and active um he was one of the leading leading candidates to start opposite christian kirksey uh in our base in our base packages uh throughout training camp so it'll be nice to get him back, hopefully to solidify that inside linebacker spot that we've kind mm-hmm. of been rotating guys in and out of, you know, Ty Summers, uh, Chris Barnes, those types of names. You don't want to see those guys on the field all the time. They're good role players, but I, they're not every down linebackers. Like Kamal Martin and uh, has the potential to be, and Christian Kirksey is is there. Oh, and especially this week um, <laughs> against the Buccaneers, our run defense is like the ninth worst in the league. We're yeah. giving over a hundred yards a game. Yeah, we just get um, we get pretty gashed, and I think a big part of that too is missing Kenny Clark. Yes, it's obvious, especially that first week two without him. It was pretty obvious that um, who did we even play? It was the it was Detroit. Yeah, Detroit yeah, they just kind of ran it down our throats there. Yeah, um, but I think we've picked it up and we kind of filled in the gaps. But it it's just gonna be better with Martin and Kenny Clark back. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, whenever you get a guy like Kenny Clark back who's a, you know, pro bowl um, all-pro caliber player, that it's going to do nothing but help your mm-hmm. defense. Uh, but speaking about the the fun that these guys are having. Aaron Rodgers, this is the first time since what, 2011 you saw when he won his when he won his too. MVP that yeah. that he has looked like he's actually enjoying himself playing football. Yeah. After touchdowns or long passes, you go and you actually see him pat the guy on the back or yeah. whatever else he does. Did you see that like flex that he gave yeah. the camera at the end of? Uh, I can't remember who he threw. The, it must have been Tanya, I think, um, yeah. in against Atlanta, and he went up to the camera and he was the only one there because everybody else had left. <laughs> yeah, and he flexed. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Rogers, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, I. They just, they just seem like they're having fun, and they're a fun team. And really, some of that fun starts with Jamal Williams. 
oh man, you just I remember even last year just watching him at the games. That's all he did pregame was dance the entire time we went to the Panthers game last year. Yeah, so it only took an entire year of dancing for Jamal Williams to finally get his dancing televised. I I feel like that's what they focus on in pretty much all the pregame shows right now. Yeah, and you know, that could just be a locker room type of guy to have in your locker room just for moral support. But he's also extremely talented, so he's kind of a... If that's what we need in the locker room to like have people have fun playing in Green Bay, want them to come to Green Bay and play, and that's better. Plus, Rodgers is just feeling more confident in his young receiver core now. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and going back to Jamal Williams for just a second, he really showed off some high quality receiving skills in that Atlanta game. We we know that he's going to be more of the pass catching back in that backfield. But he's really starting to prove himself almost indispensable for this offense. Yes, and he's... I mean, I've, I've been saying this for years. Him and Aaron Jones are almost identical. They run the same. They're almost identical catching. Um, yeah. Some of the catches, well, they go out on the flat and, you know, catch balls. Receivers have hard times catching. Yeah. Um, well, and who would have known that our fourth and fifth round pick from the 2017 draft would be one of the best one-two punches in football coming out of the backfield. I've been saying it for a while. <laughs> yeah, you, you did, you did call that. You, you called that one. Uh, but Mike McCarthy refused to run him. Yes, he refused did. to run Aaron Jones. Well, and he McCarthy seemed to like to do was he liked to do a, receive, or a running back a possession. He would yeah. stick to one guy the entire possession and never let someone get rolling. Yeah. Yeah, that that you it know. felt like it really just kind of stunted their mm-hmm. their momentum throughout the game. Yeah, uh, but this, I mean, this the Packers have to feel really confident in their running back room uh, with Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, potentially an offensive player of the year candidate if he mm-hmm. keeps up his touchdown and yardage pace per game, uh, and then obviously the the big guy that we haven't really seen a ton of, but I don't really want to see a ton of him right now, AJ Dillon. No, I if there's not a need for him, keep him off the field. You know, maybe on a third and goal at the half yard line, you shove him in there and just let him pound it in. Yeah, so I would I would really like to see AJ Dillon come in on those short yardage plays, like you kind of mentioned, Tony. Um, for example, they had they had fourth and goal from the half yard line against Atlanta, and Jamal Williams kind of went right up the gut and pretty much instantly got stuffed. Yeah, that's something where we're going to need that Derrick Henry-type build just to kind of plow. You know, he's he's basically a fullback, so we, we just need something to kind of push through that defensive line, yeah. especially on a team. I mean, the Falcons aren't that great of a defensive team, so you would think that that would have been an easy score. Yeah, one of the, one of the worst defensive teams in the league uh, through the first five weeks of the season. Uh, looking ahead, you know, we've got the Buccaneers on Sunday this week. We've got the Texans, the Vikings, and the Niners. I think that if we can come out of those games two and one, um, sorry, uh, three and one, and one uh, with with at least one loss to either the Buccaneers or the, I, I I guess I don't know who else we would lose to other than other than the Bucks in those. The Forty Niners are so hit and miss this year with injuries. <laughs> you know they, I can't remember. Who they played before last week, but they looked pretty. Always oh, the, the Jets. Jets. Everybody looks you know, good against the Jets. Yeah, but then they <laughs> just look completely awful against Miami. Yeah. So 
Well, Miami is nobody to, you know, kind of dismiss as just a poor football team. They took the Seahawks. Fitzmagic took the Seahawks to the brink in the fourth quarter. And, you know, Russell does, Russell Wilson does Russell Wilson things and, and got him out of that. Yeah. But the, the point being, Miami's a pretty solid football team. And they gave the Niners, a, a, you know, a really good run and mm. kind of walloped them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't see I don't see the 49ers being a huge threat, especially with their quarterback play. Jimmy Garoppolo has looked terrible. Yeah, especially since he came back from his injury. Yeah, he was awful yeah. last week. I can't believe they I can't believe they actually benched him. I think it was a good move, mm-hmm. but I can't believe they did it. Uh, CJ Beathard is not good, and Nick Mullins was has proven that he is a capable spot starter at times, but he's really going to be a career backup. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see us really being challenged by the Niners. The the one team that I think could kind of surprise us is the Texans. They got rid of Bill O'Brien, which was a fantastic move. I, he needed yeah. to go. He, he should have been done um, after he made that DeAndre Hopkins trade. You don't trade DeAndre Hopkins for David <laughs> Johnson and expect that to turn out well. But uh, that Deshaun Watson is playing as best as he can, and he... Started to show a little bit of progress again against uh, Minnesota. And then they played really well last week. And that offense with Brandon Cook starting to cook a little bit, he could potentially be a pretty big threat uh, against our Packers defense. We just don't have the speed, I don't think, in the secondary to maybe keep up with him. No, and our, our safeties have been kind of struggling this year. I think it's just because of the injury to Kenny Clark and not getting enough you know, pressure on the, the quarterback as yeah. much as we kind of need to, or as much as Kenny Clark would do, or the help from Kenny Clark. But uh, a team that's desperate like that, I think the Packers always tend to kind of play to their level a little more. At least, yeah. um, you know, the Lions, they'd always do some trick play against us. Yeah. You know, it's just something that, I mean, maybe this year's different. But we're we play pretty conventional football. Yeah, you know? we've I, Matt Lafleur has been calling games as if he were a genius, and I, I really think that he has rejuvenated this offense. We've we've had these pieces now for years. Yeah, these are not new players, but they're really starting to click and and play really well as a full football team. Now the offensive line. I don't think deserves enough credit for how well we're playing right now. Rodgers has been sacked twice this season. Yeah, I think twice. Yeah, I remember we right. we have we've had hardly any pressure on on Aaron Rodgers when he when he decides to throw the ball, and part of that is because he's getting rid of the ball quicker this year. Mm-hmm. But our offensive line has been phenomenal. Bakhtiari has been really good. Uh, Elton Jenkins has been kind of that Swiss Army knife type guy, and Corey Lindsley who I thought was going to be maybe a, a non-re-sign at the end of the season, has played lights out as, as their starting center. And he's really making a case for himself to earn a, either a contract with us or a big contract somewhere else. Well, yeah, 
those players always do that. Uh, Perry. Yeah, Nick know, Perry. He came in, didn't do anything his first two, Double digit years. sacks in his contract yeah. year. In a cast. What a jerk. <laughs> that was, in a cast. And, and then we wasted, what, another year and a half yeah. with him before yeah. we finally cut bait? Yeah, and we got we got some big people coming up on contracts. We got Bakhtiari, Lindsley. Jones. Jones, King. Yeah. Williams. You know, it kind of gets to the point where who who are we going to pay? Well, and that's, I think that's, it'll be interesting to see which of the running backs we retain. And who's who's the guy that we let go? We can't keep all those guys with how much money they're making. Bakhtiari, I wonder if he may be on his way out. Um, he's our oldest offensive lineman, not named Rick Wagner. And he, El- Elkton Jenkins can play left tackle. I really think that Jenkins, I think the Packers see Jenkins as their left tackle of the future, and they really showed that when they played him on the right side that first week against Minnesota. Uh, I, and he held up really, really well against Yannick Ngaku, who we know is a good pass rusher. Um, I, I just, I feel like Bakhtiari is going to be the odd guy out, and, and I don't know how much I like that because Bakhtiari... The, the beer-chugging champ holds a, a dear spot in my heart, Tony. Hey, we were talking about those fan favorites having to leave if we really need them to this year. <laughs> I know. But uh, Lindsley, you know, we got three... We drafted three guys in the draft this year. Yeah, three uh, interior three offensive in, linemen. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if you let Lindsley walk, too. Um, but God, with the way he's playing, though, I don't know if I'd... I don't know if I'd feel comfortable with that. But... I mean, I was reading an article, basically, it, we could just sign both running backs. You yeah. know, we'd probably let Kevin King walk, walk to, you know, he's injury prone. He really hasn't been that impressive. He's been a little bit better this year. He's got kind of a mouth on him lately that, you know, he gets burned and then he, or he misses a tackle, but then he sits there and cheers because yeah. they had a tackle for a loss. It's yeah. like, well, yeah. should have been a little better. Yeah. <laughs> You got to wrap him up, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can celebrate. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think King is kind of dispensable. I, I don't really see him having a super bright future either in Green Bay or somewhere else. Uh, I know Jair Alexander thinks pretty highly of him, but I, I just don't see it. He's, he, like you said, he's, he's too injury prone. He is prone to getting burned. Uh, he, he just wasn't, he wasn't who we were expecting him to be with that uh, high second round pick uh, a few years ago. Yep. Um, but looking looking even past the 49ers game, Tony, we've got the Jaguars, the Colts, the Bears, the Eagles, the Lions, the Panthers, the Titans, and then the Bears again to end up the season. I don't see any losses I see after the 49ers game. two tough games in a row, but With they're the... both home games. The Panthers, they are a high Touchdown speed. Touchdown, Teddy. They are a high-speed <laughs> offense. Yeah. Every receiver there is probably as fast as um, MVS for us. Yeah. They are an extremely high-fast offense. Well, it'll be interesting to see if they have Christian McCaffrey back by then. That, too. Um, so, yeah, the Panthers could be tough. Who's who's the other tough game you see, the, Tony? The Titans. Yeah. Right after, right after that. I just, I don't think, so I don't think that Ryan Tannehill... I don't think he's that good. I just think their run offense, you know, as long as everyone can stay healthy on our our side, you know, it'll still be a pretty good game. But yeah. 
just with how poor our run defense is, I think that that could be a tough game for yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tennessee's got got quite the quite the football team. Um, I, I love Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has been a favorite of mine for the past few years. Ever just looking at him is like looking at the Hulk. Mm-hmm. You just don't see guys built like that. No. And he's he plays like the Hulk too. He plays you know he plays hard and um, I lo- I love watching Derrick Henry play. I just don't think I don't think Ryan Tannehill in the cold at night in December in Lambeau is going to make enough big time plays to really challenge us and that Tennessee defense has been decent but they haven't been great and I feel like this offense who is averaging by the way the most points per drive in NFL history by a pretty wide margin I I don't think that we're going to be stopped by that defense Uh, but I guess we'll see I, I just Really, I see maybe one loss somewhere along the line, but this could be a 15-1 and one or, I, I don't even want to say it, but it could be a 16-0 football team. Seriously, this schedule is just weak. Well, I think this this year, if anything, would be the best year for it because um, just with a shortened offseason, yeah. um, defenses aren't allowed or haven't been able to come up with uh, – complex defensive schemes to try to confuse quarterbacks it's been right. pretty basic defensive schemes that they they have to do because otherwise they're gonna get burned yeah. and they have been i mean yeah. it's it's also been an extremely high scoring year this year just around the entire league yeah. is is part of this do you think in due to there not being any crowds I don't know. That's that's kind of hard to say. I think it's more just on the shortened uh, off season. Off season. Yeah, I just I wonder because well, we can go then, into yeah. we're gonna go to Tampa Bay tomorrow, and there's not gonna be anybody there. So I, I feel <sighs> like that really helps a lot of offenses to commu- communicate. You know, there's no last. I mean, the Packers have been doing like last second snaps, but. Yeah. Um, there's not going to be a lot of confusion at the line, or there shouldn't be, because everyone's going to be able to hear, you know, yeah. the play call. Well, and you just think about not only does a crowd hurt the opposing team's offense, it helps the home team's defense. Yeah. And we saw that in New Orleans. Our offense was unstoppable because there was no crowd. They, we, Aaron Rodgers, his hard count without a crowd... I can't. I I would jump every single play. It, it's just I don't know if I don't know if we would see this type of you know high flying offense if there were people in opposing stadiums. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really it, it'll be interesting to watch and see how our away games go from this point forward because we're gonna have some tougher ones. You know, we go to we go to Tampa Bay. We'll be in. San Francisco will be at Indianapolis, uh, at Chicago, but they're not going to have people there. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, how our offense goes, even when, um, even even without you know crowds and and see how many. I, I would love to see the statistic on how many uh, defensive offside penalties Aaron Rodgers will draw by the end of the season. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting statistic. Well, the other thing too, if we're 
14 and 0, are we going to be playing our stars the last two weeks? Of the I game? would. I or, hate it when playing, I hate it when people playing sit. full games. I hate it when people sit. That's why I love the early buy because you can get that bye week out of the way early, get your guys healthy, and really, really, really pick up some momentum going towards the end of the season. I think another thing uh, with the advantage of the early bye week this year is all the COVID cases mm-hmm. too. We may you know, get game, another one. Games are going to get post- It's not. I've been saying this the whole COVID, too. It's not a matter of if, but when. Yeah. It's not even so much that the Packers might get it, but one of the opposing teams they're going to play. I mean, look right. at the Titans. The Titans are behind a game Yeah. right now because of it. Um, yeah. So So we may yeah. get another bye week at some point here yeah. just due to COVID, which, again, would be really nice. Uh, maybe between that like Colts-Bears uh, Colts game, that would be a nice one to maybe sneak a little... Yeah, sneak a little extra bye week in there. You know, um, just with the sh- again that shortened training camp, you know, people getting hurt a little more often, we could be having that issue again. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's that's definitely something to monitor. Um, I th- I think I think we're wrapping up Green Bay. Yep. Let's move to the NFL as a whole. There was a big there was a big move this past week. Le'Veon Bell going to the Kansas, Kansas City, City Chiefs. Chiefs. Yes. Number one, what are the Chiefs thinking? The Chiefs are thinking Super Bowl again. <laughs> Seriously, I just okay. Another but, weapon to that offense. But at some point, you you're gonna run out of space to put all these guys in the same field. I think they already kind of have. I mean, fantasy wise, I think it's kind of a nightmare. Who who do you want to who do you start? start? Yeah. Who's gonna be that hot hand that week? Yeah. Well, you know Travis Kelsey's gonna get his. Yes. And you got to put Travis Kelsey on the field because he is such a mismatch. And. The same kind of goes for Tyreek Hill, just because he can take the top off, and, mm-hmm. and Mahomes loves to find him deep. But other than that, who do you play? I, why would you... Why, I guess I don't understand why you would play Le'Veon Bell over Clyde Edwards-Elair. Clyde's had a really great season so far, especially coming in as a rookie on a shortened on a shortened offseason without any sort of you know rookie camp or anything. And he's played really well. I don't... I wouldn't want to take time away from him. No, I, I wouldn't either, but, I mean, it's... I guess again, it is what in, it is. Injuries, you know, I don't know. He's a safety net, I yeah. guess. Yeah, Um. So let's take a look at some of the division leaders. Uh, I know we did we did some divisional picks earlier in the season, Tony. And yeah. wh- how are you doing so far? Uh, last week I was doing better. Yeah? This week I believe I, I'm off a few more just because of certain teams yeah um you want to start in the nfc then let's start in the nfc all right nfc west i picked the turkeys and they are winning it now now when you say the turkeys you're talking about the seahawks right yeah okay all right just making sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah so they're they're number one in the nfc west right now um how do you how do you feel about them going through the rest of the nfc west um I think if anyone's going to give them an issue, it's probably going to be Arizona. You think Arizona? Why do you think, think Arizona? Uh, I just think they're a sneaky good team this year. Yeah. But, and especially with, uh, I don't know, their Seahawks defense isn't as great as people think. And I think that if people figure out how to stop Russell Wilson, they're kind of just toast yeah well minnesota figured that out for a half of football last weekend yeah and that game really well didn't it come down to the last 10 seconds yeah yeah that that game really solidified my thought that 
Seattle, of all of the division leaders right now, I think is the biggest imposter. Yeah, I think Seattle's the biggest imposter of all the divisional leaders because their uh, their offensive line is terrible, and their defense is definitely not what it used to be. Yeah, and the only thing that really kind of holds that team together, kind of like we've been saying, is Russell Wilson. Yeah. Why he's now, you know, of course, a mention for the MVP. Yeah. A lot, a lot of times in the last few years, and even this year. Well, and the the Packers can give have given historically Russell Wilson some of his worst football outings. I, thinking about the uh, the playoff game last year, he was terrible. Yeah. I always hate playing the Seahawks. I do, I do too, especially after that, especially after that, like, fail. fake touchdown, the fail Mary. Fail Mary, that was onside oh. kick, yeah. up. Well, if Brandon Bostic would have just caught the ball <laughs> instead of trying. He, he should have been blocking <laughs> yeah. and let uh, Jordy yeah. catch the ball, well, if yeah. I remember right. Either something needed to happen and it didn't. Um, <laughs> let's move Let's move to the uh, NFC North. Do we really need to spend a whole lot of time talking about this one? No. The Packers are on top, Packers. and it's it's just going to be... Do you think the Bears are going to challenge at all? No, I think that they've gotten lucky on some of the games. I mean, obviously, if they beat Tampa Bay, we should be able to beat Tampa Bay this week. Yeah. Hopefully. But I, um, the, the only reason I could see the Bears, maybe, maybe, is just because of their defense. Yeah, uh, they do have a good defense. Nick Foles year. isn't going to get them where they need to be. We know Mitchell Trubisky can't. Uh, we've we've seen that play out, so I, I really don't think we need to spend a ton of time talking about the NFC North. NFC South is interesting. There's three teams tied at three and two. Yeah, and you know what? I could see any of them. You know, obviously earlier in our podcast, uh, all three of us disagreed on this yeah. division. We all picked a different team. Yeah. Um. You know, the thing I the thing that I like about the Panthers. And we kind of mentioned it earlier. You know, they have that high-speed offense. All the receivers yeah. are super fast. They get Christian McCaffrey. You know, touchdown Teddy. You know, he's I, he's playing really I, well. Like he's not too. turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. Matt Rule is calling some really good offensive games. Um, I I can I can kind of get on board with the Panthers, but their defense it needs yes. they need yes. to play better. Yep. Uh, I really think that the Saints are going to come away with this division still. Uh, especially when they get Michael Thomas back and uh, Drew Brees has his has his guy back, I think that that's going to be a completely different offense. Alvin Kamara has been one of the best players in the NFL this year, and I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. He was basically a one man wrecking crew during that pack game for yeah. us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was their offense. What, that's just what he does. Yeah, and and he's going to continue to do that because he's that good. He's that type of player, and. I just I don't think Tom Brady's gonna get it done. I said I was on the Brady train this year. I'm gonna kind of <laughs> still stick with that. You're still on the um, Brady train. I, th- <laughs> I, think, I think once he, once his receivers get healthy too, his big time receivers. You know, Gronk is obviously not the same. Yeah, this is definitely not. Like, this, this is not. This isn't a Tom Brady Gronk. No. I mean, he got a buddy back, but yeah, it, I, that yeah. that had to be more for locker room type guy. Yeah, and I think that they're. Uh, the rookie running back is kind of underrated, and of course they have um, Keyshawn Vaughn, and then uh, they got Rojo, right? Yeah. Ronald Jones. Um, well, they even have Fournette, right? They also have Fournette, Fournette yeah. Fournette, so. yeah, who had one big game and yeah. has kind of been stifled pretty much ever yeah. since. But, but yeah, I, I just it, Tampa Bay's defense is also mm-hmm. pretty solid. I, I, 
I knew Antoine Winfield was going to be good. I didn't know he would be this good right away. He's playing some really solid uh, safety play right now, and I, I see a little bit of like Derwin James's rookie year in uh, San Diego type play out of him. He he could be, he he should be in the running for uh, defensive rookie of the year, and I just I wasn't expecting that right away from him. Uh, so that, that defense is playing good. Levante David is always going to be a solid player. They've got a pretty decent pass rush. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't think with, Tom Brady has all these weapons, but we haven't seen the offense really fire on all cylinders. Yeah, they did have that one game where he threw five touchdowns to five different receivers. But they were down, what, yeah. 28 to something yeah. for a long time against rookie Justin Herbert. <laughs> who we're, we're going to talk about a little bit. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about him. But, but, but yeah, yeah. I, I just, you know, yeah, he had the one game against N- the Chargers. NFC, for the NFC, I'd say this is probably the most exciting division. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, compared to the next one we're going to talk about, which is kind of ridiculous. I don't even want to <laughs> associate I, them with the NFC at all. Do we, do we dare, like, make a pick of who comes out of the NFC NFC East? They're terrible. They are. <laughs> anyway, let's put it this way. The Giants are 0-5 and can still come away with I know. They, can, they are still in playoff contention <laughs> at 0-5. <laughs> that is absolutely pathetic. And it's it really sucks. I, I really feel for Dallas uh, yeah, losing Dak. You, you that never, was gruesome. You never want to see something like that happen. Uh, he he bet on himself and... Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. I think he lost a lot of money with that injury. Oh, yeah. he He's not. But Dallas still says that he's their guy. I don't know how much they're going to be willing to put on him now with that. Um, you know, they, they were talking about um, Alex Smith, how he has yet to contact Dak Prescott. You know, he says, like, I hope you get better soon. Yeah. Sorry for your injury. Yeah. But he, he said he's going to come out and talk to him later. Because he says it's, you know, what, I can't remember how many surgery Alex Smith had. But 17? It was, yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. Um, and they think it's going to be about the same for yeah for Dak. Well, so. luckily we haven't gotten into that, like, life-threatening yeah. area that Alex mm-hmm. Smith was in. But, I mean, that when, when, he, when he had to hold his foot into place, I, you knew it was really bad. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he said he was going to, like, contact him throughout and just, like, be a support. Be a support because he knows what, you know, kind of what he went through. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so do you still see? Do you think Dallas is going to come out with this division? Well, I was, I was, you and Bree talked about Dallas. I, yeah. I thought the Eagles were, but, oh, they've been. They're terrible. They're terrible. I mean, every team. <laughs> that's all you can say is who's going to be less terrible. Yeah. That's basically what what it's going to be. If, I picked the Eagles. I'm going to kind of just stick with them, but, yeah. I mean, with. Andy Dalton, you know, yeah. He can win you some games. He can win you games, but I don't think he's going to get you. I he's not going to get you there? I don't think so. No. I If the Eagles I mean, don't they, win. They struggled against the Giants. Yeah. You know, that's just kind of. That says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if the Eagles don't win this division, is Carson Wentz going to start to come under question uh, I think for he how he runs is. that offense? Yeah, I, I definitely yeah, think he's yeah, already yeah. kind of. But uh, that's been a big story in the NFL lately is Carson Wentz. I mean, he just does not make smart decisions. He's, I don't know, he's just ugly out there. Can we play the weapons game? Does he have anybody around him other than Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz? Not, not really. 
So I mean, they got rid of their receiving core for him. Oh yeah, you know? totally. But I, I just don't like. There's no. There's really no playmakers in that offense. So how much of that do we blame on Carson Wentz for trying to make things happen? Almost a little bit too much. It seems like he's playing a little too risky this year, mm-hmm. and just miscommunications. And it's it's really hard to watch that Eagles offense. They are not good. Well, I think what really hurt him was his success very early in his career. Yeah. Um. You know, he didn't he didn't win the Super Bowl, but he you know between him and Foles, they got each other there, and yeah. then ended up winning it. Um. And. I think he's just gotten kind of a big head. I've heard, you know, a lot of things that I've been reading and uh, watching. Uh, he's just a bad locker room presence. He's yeah. got a big head. He's not willing to listen to the coaches. And if he keeps doing that, he's not going to have a job. Yeah, he won't. I mean, la- he won't last long. No, I don't exactly. think Doug Peterson will put up with that. No, in the NFL, I mean, there's always there's there's a decent amount of teams that could use a. You know, or other quarterbacks that can go to a different team. Yeah. You know, there's a couple teams that they got two, two quarterbacks. You know, veteran mm-hmm. quarterbacks that have been on their bench for a while. Absolutely. Tyrod Taylor. You know? Yeah. Ty Tyrod. God, I, I feel for him, and we're gonna talk about the Chargers in a few minutes. But I really feel for Tyrod Taylor. He he needs a shot somewhere mm-hmm. with I someone. Agree. He deserves it. He's played well when he's had an opportunity, and. He's better than Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. He's better than Sam Darnold right now with the Jets. <laughs> Who is? He's better than <laughs> Fitzpatrick in Miami. You really think so? I, I think so. Fitz, He's better than Fitz, Drew Drew Locke in uh, Denver. Denver. Well, they, Denver's got a whole different yeah situation at quarterback there. They just dropped Blake Bortles. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so, um, they're they're really hoping that Drew Lock can come back and set the world on fire. I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into the AFC. Uh, so the AFC East right now, the Bills are on top at four and one, but they have a negative point differential, which is interesting for a four and one team, mm-hmm. who we've been talking about as a potential Super Bowl contender. And their defense was really good in 2019. This year, they've given up 142 points in five games. That's a lot of points. What do you What are you making of the the AFC East, Tony? Who, well, who everyone you... everyone has a bad game throughout the season. And I think yeah. last week was that bad game. Yeah, uh, I can't remember who they played. Tennessee. Tennessee. They got shut yeah. out yeah. basically. Um, kind of that you know that defense again. Um, I think coming into the year. The reason why they were probably so good is because they probably had some pretty good complex schemes, whereas yeah. now they can't do that again. Or they're, yeah, it's the, the be short later off season, season hasn't really affected how well their defense has um, played, I think. I think with Stephon Diggs coming there. Um, Huge target. I, I, think, I think it's a big target. And I think, I know Beasley is kind of a disappointment. They signed him for like an awful lot of money, and he's done yeah. nothing there. Um, but they got a couple other receivers out there. Williams, yeah. John Brown plays yeah. pretty well. Um, yeah. So so Buffalo, I I like Buffalo. I'm not in love with Buffalo yet. I don't. I'm not sure that they're going to come out of the AFC East over over New England. I I picked the Bills. You're, you're sticking I'm, with I'm the Bills. I'm stick with the Bills. Yeah. So. Well, and I picked the Patriots, and this is why. Bill Belichick and uh, oh god, what's their offensive coordinator's name? 
couldn't tell you. I can't remember. McDaniels, Josh McDaniels. There we go. Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels are two of the best football minds in the NFL. Yeah. And they've shown that when Cam Newton is healthy and not contracting COVID, he is going to be a huge weapon for that team. Well, you look at the Patriot Chiefs game, it was a you know, obviously a big game, two powerhouses in the AFC. Cam Newton didn't play. Yeah. You know, it for the most part it was a pretty close game until the end where the Chiefs kind of ran away with it. Well, on the uh the quarterback Stidham and yeah. Hoyer started throwing interceptions and yeah. so that that really kind of sealed the game uh and you, for you, Kansas City. You wouldn't I wouldn't think you would have seen that, you know, those types of balls thrown uh when Cam Newton no, was there so? Yeah, that that would have been a completely the, different game with Cam Newton. Uh, yeah, uh, and the the Patriots defense has been playing really well this year too. Uh, not a surprise. I mean, they have uh, one of the best corners in the league in Stephon Gilmore. Uh, they have one of the best schemes in the league, and I I thought the defense would be down coming into the season because of the loss of Dante Hightower uh, due to the opt out, mm-hmm. but. Really, I mean, they haven't really missed a beat. So, yeah, the Patriots are fun to watch this year. I really like what Cam Newton brings to that offense. Uh, look out for them to win the AFC East, Tony. I, they, they may be coming for your bills. Uh, the AFC West, the Chiefs haven't looked like the absolute powerhouse that we all thought they were going to be coming into this season. They just signed Le'Veon Bell, and we kind of talked about that earlier, but... I, I, again, I don't know what he does for that offense outside of take time away from Clyde Edwards-Elaire, and I don't know if that's really going to be conducive to that how that offense plays. But Las Vegas just had a big win over the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, we kind of talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago, how uh, John Gruden, I think, kind of groomed that locker room, kind of got rid of a bunch of bad apples, and yep. it just made them, they might not have a whole lot of, big names on that team, but they definitely uh, um, work well together. Well, they play for John. Yeah. John yeah. John gets them ready every every week, week in, week out. They are ready to go, and Derek Carr may not be the best quarterback in the NFL, but I don't think he's out of a job next season. I think he has proven so far this year that he can play in those big games, and he can play well, and he, he had one heck of a game against the Chiefs last week. Uh, the Broncos are terrible. And we yeah. kind of expected that coming in. But I really want to talk about the Chargers a little bit. Justin Herbert it should be the starter for that team. And I'm really glad that Anthony Lynn made the decision. As much as I love and respect and want Tyrod Taylor to play somewhere, Justin Herbert needs to be on the field. He is electric. He's exciting. He gets the ball rolling. And after his first start against the Chiefs, I thought, okay, Maybe that was kind of like the flash in the pan. Nobody's ready for him yet, mm-hmm. but he's kind of kept it rolling. How do you? What are you seeing from Justin Herbert? Well, it's just kind of interesting that they're sticking with a guy. He's zero and four. Tyrod Taylor's one and zero, right? Well, Tyrod oh, Taylor yeah, beat yeah. the Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's but let's not put a whole lot of it, uh, whole lot of weight on that game. I mean, the big thing with them, the Chargers are there defense but yeah he's Herbert's been playing lights out I mean you just look at him the one thing that kind of scares me about him is that he's willing to take a hit yeah he doesn't and he just gets up and he smiles like it's like you you gotta go especially after the Dak Prescott thing yeah how how much do you 
do these teams want to see their quarterback running, yeah. trying to get that first down instead of going down? Well, maybe you know? he and Joe Burrow can work on sliding uh, together. Did you see Burrow slide uh, a couple weeks ago? Oh no. My God. He, I, it was I've atrocious seen, against I, the Jaguars. I've seen him take so a, a bunch of big licks, too. Well, he got up He got up after sliding a couple times and told the refs that he was learning because he, got, he basically got just annihilated the week before yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah i think during it the was fun to game, yeah lit up a lot yeah it was fun to see him uh mic'd up and he's he's an interesting guy uh but he really needs to learn how to slide and i think he and herbert could you know do yeah. some social distance sliding practice well, that, together that's you know they're used to just running over people in yeah. college and that's the the well, big difference burrow never got that. touched in college yeah. that i mean he especially his his last year at LSU, he had a clean pocket, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, let's move into what I think is the best division in football in the AFC North. Right now, the Steelers are on top at four and zero. They had that game that was uh, postponed against Tennessee, so I'm really looking forward to that game because Tennessee's you know, also undefeated now and um, continuing to play really well. But I I don't know if Pittsburgh's going to be able to stay there. I think Baltimore has a very high-flying offense. Pittsburgh isn't getting what they expected out of Juju, and mm-hmm. I think that's really going to hurt Juju coming into this offseason because his contract's up, I think. I think I think his contract expires at the end of yeah, the season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I, I just I wonder, I wonder how long Pittsburgh can rely on a rookie receiver, uh, Chase Claypool, and big old Ben, you know, trying to continue to push the ball down the field. James Conner hasn't been super effective, and it's almost feeling like, well, I can't, I can't believe Pittsburgh didn't go for Le'Veon Bell again. Yeah. I, well, I thought I think he would have been a perfect I think fit there's some offense. bad blood there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But when, when you have a football team who's winning and a player who wants to win, I feel like you should be able to work that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just... I don't think James Connors is good as Pittsburgh might think he is, um, but but then we have the Browns at four and one, who yeah who 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 the thunk it I know right <laughs> well they've got they're playing really good defense mm-hmm. you know they've got a really good pass rush Baker has been kind of like nullified by Kevin Stefanski's run first run heavy offense mm-hmm. and I like it I I don't want to see Baker Mayfield throwing fifty times a game. I want to see Nick Chubb get back on the field and Kareem Hunt just running down people's throats because they've got two number one running backs yeah. on that on that offense. Probably right up there with Aaron Jones and Jamal. Lewis. I would probably take Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt <laughs> over both of those guys, but uh, it, you know it just goes to show you how good that running back room is with mm. those with just those two guys in there. And then we've got Cincinnati at 1-3-1. and one. Joe Burrow has played fairly well. He had a really, really bad game against Baltimore last weekend. It was raining. It was kind of cruddy weather, but he couldn't move the ball at all. And really, Baltimore's offense wasn't great mm-hmm. for most of that game. The big thing with Baltimore, they, they've got a good defense, but they just don't have very many weapons on that offense. Yeah. Um, well, they need you know, they need a receiver, and yeah. there's this guy in Atlanta named Julio Jones who may be worth looking at uh, trading some picks for. Because I can't imagine Atlanta at 0 and 5 is going to hang, hang on, on to, to someone like that and, and yeah. not start selling their stars. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I would look for I would look for Baltimore to make a trade for a receiver some at some point, and maybe even Antonio Brown. I know Lamar really wanted him. Uh, I think they're. I I thought I heard that they're re- no he and Marquise Brown, uh, Anto- AB and Marquise Hollywood Brown are uh, related in some way, so that would, you know, maybe help AB. He's got a few friends on the team already. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I. We don't know what kind of shape he'd be in. I'm sure he'd be fine. He's a professional athlete, and if he's going to play again, he'd, I'm, I, I, re, I would rely on him to get in shape. But uh, they, they need some sort of outside weapon other yeah. than Mark Andrews. And Marquise, Marquise Brown just isn't that guy yet. Uh, do you still see Baltimore coming out on top, or do you think Pittsburgh or Cleveland are going to challenge? Uh, I think it's going to be a tough... I think it could come up to... Oh, any any of the three. I don't think the Browns are really gonna keep rolling. Yeah. Um, especially with Chubb being out. Yeah. Um, I I'm gonna stick with my pick of the Ravens still. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm I'm rolling with Baltimore too. I think that they're gonna. I think when Baltimore and Pittsburgh play, it's it's gonna show really who the best team is. Mm-hmm. Look out for Pittsburgh's pass rush though. T.J. Watt is. Uh, T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree mm-hmm. are are very excellent pass rushers. Uh, moving to the AFC South, Tennessee's on top at four and zero. We've got India at three and two, and then the Texans and Jaguars are stinking up the joint at one and four. Uh, Houston finally fired Bill O'Brien, and I think that's <laughs> I, I that's a year overdue. I think. Yeah. Uh, he his offense was stale even when they had DeAndre Hopkins. They've got Deshaun Watson, and you just can't you cannot waste a guy like that with a coach like Bill O'Brien. And I wish, part of me wishes that the Packers would have done the same thing and moved on from Mike McCarthy sooner. Mm-hmm. But I'm also hesitant to to say that because otherwise, I don't know if we would have gotten Matt LaFleur. And I, I love Matt LaFleur. So uh, good for Houston. Romeo Cornell is going to be a really good fill-in coach until they until they find somebody to, to take over. Look for like Lincoln Riley, I think would be a hot name coming out of coming up from the college game uh, after the season's over. Uh, but I'm excited to see who they bring in there. Let's talk about the Titans and the Colts, though. Titans are 4-0. Indy's 3-2. Phillip Rivers isn't playing great. How do you see that uh, AFC South uh, battle going between Tennessee and Indianapolis? Um, the only I think the deciding factors are going to be when the Colts and Titans play. Yeah. I think it's... I don't know what their schedules are like. I'm pretty sure the Colts have a pretty easy schedule from mm-hmm. what I remember looking at. Um, so I'm just trying to think on when they... It looks like week 11 is their last game against each other. Yeah. They play each other within four week, three weeks. Um, week 12. So I think week 12 is going to be the deciding factor of yeah. when... Who's going to win that division? Yeah, well, they both should sweep the the Jags and the Texans yeah. because neither of those teams are any good. Uh, they both should beat the Lions. The Bra- they they played the AFC North this year, so they'll have the Browns and the Ravens. I wonder if I wonder if Indy is going to fold with both of those. I just I don't see Indianapolis has a really good offensive line. Their defense has been pretty good, but I don't I don't see Philip Rivers getting the job done there, and I. I I, I'm not a huge fan of Ryan Tannehill, but he's been playing pretty well, mm-hmm. and they don't need him to 
be a world beater because they have the Hulk in Derrick Henry, and he he will carry that offense as far as you know they'll let him. So I I. I I still see Tennessee coming out of the AFC South, and I don't think it's going to be necessarily as close as it is now. Not that it's even really that close right now, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't see a scenario in which Tennessee would lose the South. Well, it's just kind of interesting because um, Tennessee had to use up their bye week, yeah, because of the COVID. So they, well, like you said, it's not about if, if it's going to be when, win. and there's going to be another one. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm sure there will be, but if the entire league doesn't even take mm-hmm. a a two week long hiatus mm-hmm. uh, in a, coming up if, if you know cases start to multiply and uh, grow exponentially. So so that's the division standings right now. How are you doing right now, Tony? Oh, uh, let's see. I believe I got five or six if I remember right. Yeah. One, two I got two in the AFC. Two in the AFC. How many you got in the you can't have all four in the NFC. No, I Last week was a change for... I got two. Yeah, you got two. the North and the West and the NFC, right? Yeah, so from last week I had six. Yeah. And... Now you got four. Now I got four. Yeah. With the Eagles that's a loss. That's a downward trend, Tony. Yeah, How do you feel about happens. that? And the bye... The buys, uh <laughs> Yeah, the bye weeks are starting like, to throw us off a little bit. Yeah. You know, I've still, got, I've still got the Cowboys, I've got the Packers, and I've got the Saints in the NFC. I really think... That when Seahawks when Seattle's schedule starts to get tougher, they're gonna start to rack up some losses. So I think I'm still in play here with Arizona. I almost wish I would have taken the Rams. I didn't think that they were gonna be this good this year, but they have played some really good football. In the AFC, I've got the Patriots uh, not winning their division right now, but they haven't played Buffalo yet. So I'm really looking forward to those couple games. I've got the Chiefs, uh, the Ravens. We talked about being. Uh, they're going to win the AFC North. We just need them to play the Steelers, and, mm-hmm. and the Steelers need to catch up in the amount of games that they've played. So I, I still feel I'm, I'm pretty confident in the Ravens still. And I've got Tennessee winning the South. So right now I've got six out of eight. I think Bree and I had pretty much the same picks outside yeah, of the Carolina. NFC West. Yeah, yeah, she took Carolina in the South. So she's not um, – I. Not to brag, not to toot my own horn, Tony, but I think I'm winning right now. Yeah, I said that last week. So. <laughs> Plenty of season left, right? Plenty of season, Plenty left. Of season left. All right. Uh, that's really all we've got for you guys today. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We're, we're really happy to be back, and we look forward to uh, releasing our, our podcast weekly here coming up now that we're done moving and having kids and <laughs> all that good stuff. Right, Tony? Yep. We're all done. We're all done. All right. Uh, yeah, so, well. <laughs> Maybe we'll, you can drink some more beer. Well, drink some more beer. Uh, we'll be back with you guys next week, Saturday. Have a great Sunday, and go Pack Go.